Are you craving incredible song recitals? Are you interested in a behind-the-scenes view into professional song making at the highest levels of artistry? Are you looking to develop your own artistic and entrepreneurial skills as a classical musician in this ever-changing 21st century landscape? If you found yourself saying yes to any of those questions, look no further than Cincinnati Song Initiative's week-long program, The Fellowship of the Song. Taking place this year from May 19 through 26, The Fellowship brings together some of the country's brightest song performers and teachers for a week of classes, concerts, and study events. And we invite you to join us as an auditor, either in person in Cincinnati or online wherever you may be located. When you join the fellowship as an auditor, you gain instant access to the entire week's events and can go back and relive the magic through HD video recordings of each and every session. To learn more about this incredible new opportunity, visit CincinnatiSongInitiative.org slash audit. I'm Laura Lavoir, and this is Song Cycle, the official podcast of Cincinnati Song Initiative where we talk everything art song, its history, its creation, its performance, and its ability to tell stories that connect communities. In this episode, I'm wrapping up our first season of the podcast, The Way I Started, with CSI's founding artistic director, Sam Martin. Honestly, Between the two of us, it's a miracle if we have a cohesive conversation, let alone actually get anything done. But in this episode, we talk about the important things, the successes and opportunities we faced during the pandemic, the power of story, our favorite podcast moments, and a profound bit on the importance of jello shots. She just made an announcement that this meeting is now being recorded. So this meeting is now being recorded. So watch your mouth. This is a clean podcast. Actually, I'm just kidding. It's not. I've definitely had to slap that explicit label on it a few times. And I like love us every (laughs) time that happens because I'm like, we're reaching the young people. (laughs) Every time the CSI staff swears. Bach invites a new young person in. Invites a Gen Z person. A Gen Z, a Gen Z joins CSI Digital. I feel like there's some something very poetic about this. There's always something. If you and I are in a Zoom meeting together, it's just poetry. You're poetry, baby. Or poetry. <laughs> oh my so wait, you're getting a new dresser? I'm getting a new bureau, like to put my a bu- oh a bureau bureau dresser, you know, Bogart closet, whatever you want to call it, you know, in Harry Potter, the Bogart oh, in the closet. A, it's a Bogart. Bogart. No, Humphrey is a Bogart. Like no. <laughs> All right, listen. We'll pull the audience. Audience. You know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. What are we supposed to talk about? Didn't did you not get my email? I got your email, but I'm and I'm looking at it, but I'm asking for you to reiterate. <clears throat> How has your definition of art song changed? <laughs> has your definition of art song changed? Did the podcast teach you anything or did you get anything out of it? 
what were some of your favorite podcast moments or your favorite advice? <laughs> what do you hope to see more of on, sorry, what do you hope to see more of in the pod? And then a season recap. That's what we're talking about today. We are here for, for, for a full circle sort of debrief. Yes, but keep your pants on. <laughs> pants are on you and buckled. De- you said debrief. Oh, uh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Well, I think my definition of art song has been solidified by all your fantastic guests. If anything, it's been broadened, which is awesome. I've always felt a broad definition of art song. And I think, frankly, most guests had to varying degrees, broad definitions of art songs themselves. I want to talk to you about that, actually, because this is something we talked about in our (laughs) staff meeting last Saturday. One of the things that you talked about with CSI, especially, and you were like, I just updated our website so that it's your source for song and not art song can you talk to me about and this is like this is actually cool tell the good people about that well i mean let's let's work at it from sort of the opposite end of the spectrum if i were joe schmo off the street and someone said hey come to this concert it features art song i actually don't know i don't know what information i would receive and i wouldn't know what to think of in my head by having the qualifier art in front of song right like i wouldn't necessarily know what that meant and then run the risk of being like scared off thinking that it's something hoity-toity that i wouldn't be able to like understand or that i wasn't able to sort of relate to. Um, Everybody knows what a song is. A song is someone singing. And then from there, we can sort of add to that as we may in terms of what sort of genre it is or who's, is there someone playing an instrument with said singer? But this broad and open and inclusive definition that basically just starts from a place of someone singing a text of some sort, poetry, prose, improv like there you are you have a song of sorts and then you and then you go from there i think that's really neat because that i feel like if you and i had had this conversation a year ago you wouldn't be where you are now and that's definitely been the case for me as i've been like having these conversations with people and especially planning this particular season my definition of song expanded greatly because go ahead Well, I was going to say, because you had people who moved beyond the whole singer in the crook of the piano kind of situation, but you also like, and this is something we sort of started dipping our toes into a little while ago, but really embraced this year. It's like, it's more than, it's so much more than just like the instrumentation or the language or whether, you know, it's poetry or prose, it's about the story. Exactly. And that sort of changes everything in terms of the direction of which you look at it when you're trying to define it, right? Which is super cool and freeing in a lot of ways. And it automatically becomes more inclusive. And then it just becomes our job to elevate and and amplify and make sure that we're sort of including all the different stories that exist out there in real life in this song repertoire that we, classically trained musicians slash CSI slash whatever, that we're bringing to the table through our organization. But yeah, it's about the stories. I think your definition of art song has changed a lot. 
I mean, totally. it's broadened, which like is true, but I think it's changed a lot. I know mine has. Yeah. And that actually leads me into my next topic is what did the pod teach you, if anything? What did you get out of it? All the guests had such incredibly different and diverse stories and backgrounds. And so one thing that I always thought that was sort of reinforced, but also I learned much more in depth and about was that there is no correct way to come to this, to become a professional songer, to be passionate and intelligent and expert at this. There's not one way to get there, uh, which is really reassuring, right? Because that that means that people from any background and sort of any upbringing can have the possibility if they want to, if somehow they're exposed to this, they can become performers, scholars, artists, ambassadors of song. Um, and I learned that and and was only heartened even more so by that concept by hearing the wealth of backgrounds and stories from all your guests. Absolutely. Maybe it's just because I picked my guests and I knew I was going to be talking to interesting people who had sort of diverse and varied backgrounds. But one of the topics that came up all the time was education and like how we were trained, especially during undergrad. I feel like undergrad is so formative because you're still like a teenager when you start and you're somehow like an emerging adult when you get out and talking to all of them about their training and what they experienced during their training and what they were told about how a career was supposed to look. And all of a sudden, all of these people I'm talking to had these wildly different careers and they're all doing amazing things now. And they might not be like singing or playing piano or performing or whatever it is like 100% of the time. But what I also learned is every single one of them in their own way said like, it's okay to follow your own path and it's okay to make other shit. It's okay to do other things than being a, like, if you are not the sole dedicated artist who suffers for your art, like then you're not doing it right. No one said that. So I don't know where, Sam, like who told us that this is all you can do to be happy? Like, what if you want to make sourdough bread? Or what if you want to paint a picture or eat sourdough bread or write a poem or write an opera? Like who is to say that that destroys your love of sort of your trained art or destroys the professionalism of what you trained to do or makes you unable to have a successful and fulfilling performance career like who told us that do you know because i'm gonna have a chat with this person i don't i don't have any idea and you raise a good point by saying who's to say no one's to say my fit one of my favorite pod moments was kathy's advice to everybody saying just make stuff and that coupled with Margot Garrett's, you know, everlasting, you are enough. Those two things together are the recipe and the ingredients that we need in order to break free from this who's to say mentality that, you know, something is more worthy than something else. And, you know, that's not to say that if we try something and it's just sort of like we throw something against the wall, certain stuff will stick and certain stuff won't. But who's to say that we all shouldn't at least try and try in whatever ways inspire us and whatever our own ideas provide 
us to work with, right? Like we don't need to ask permission of anybody else. If we have an idea and we manifest it into reality in some way, and it doesn't take with other people, if that's what you're trying to do, then that's fine. But go and go back to the drawing board and improve it or come up with something else and go try that. But don't not try. If we all didn't try, where would we be if nobody tried anything? We wouldn't have CSI, Sam. We wouldn't have CSI and we probably wouldn't have like, I don't know, jello shots, right? Like who thought to put, if someone didn't think to inject booze into this flippy floppy sugar substance, what would college be have been like? A tragedy, honestly. Of epic proportion. <laughs> but like, I joked with a handful of people and whenever anyone asked me why I did the podcast, I always say it was purely selfish and you just said go with God. But it was purely selfish. I just love the sound of my own voice. But I also love just talking to people about their stories. And I knew the people that I had on were awesome and amazing and incredible and talented and smart and insightful and all of these things. But I left each one of those conversations completely blown away and a changed human. And I could like pick apart each episode that I've done and say, okay, I learned this from this episode and I got this out of this episode. But at the end of the day, I did not know what I was getting myself into in terms of the treasure trove of inspiration and acceptance and welcoming and knowledge and experience and general, just like, go do the thing from these people. I just, I just thought I was going to be hanging out with my friends. And that's a beautiful metaphor for basically trying any of this stuff out, right? Because nobody can ever predict all the amazing positive things that will come their way and who they'll meet and the advice they'll get and the lessons they'll learn and the experiences that they'll have. No one can see a fraction of all that that's in store if you take the plunge and go after some sort of dream of yours or try and make something, right? And you know that this pod has been a dream of mine for a long time. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's been so valuable and awesome to, to create this space for these ideas and thoughts um, and connections to be made that may not have been connected otherwise, which is CSI's mission, you know, connect diverse audiences that would maybe not be connected, you know, otherwise. So kudos to you and, you know, podcast is great for that. No, to you for trusting me and for being bold and daring and making shit like CSI. Well, as always, it's just so unfathomable to think about it without the artists and the creators who are involved. So, you know, all your guests were just top notch and kicked off what seems to be the first of many seasons. Is that true, Laura? I mean, that's the plan. Unless my precious Blue Yeti gives out on me. I think <laughs> I'm here for the long haul. As long as I have people to talk to and there are stories to tell, I'm here. So come on, y'all. Tell me your stories. I'm here for it. I'm so grateful for people being willing to be vulnerable and open with me. Because, you know, for some of these people, I haven't talked to them in, you know, over a decade, or we were never particularly close, or, you know, it was a friend of a friend, or, you know, something like that. But all of these people that I talked to were so generous with their spirit, and I've just 
I'm like a little sponge. And now I'm just like anyone I talk to, I'm like, please, like, I'm open to you. Just like pour everything into me because I just want more of it. I want more stories. I want more connection. I want more of it. I want all of it. So as a long answer to a short question, I'm going to be here for a while. Yay. Well, and people want to tell their stories, right? People want to share their experiences. People want to pass on their knowledge and their wisdom to other and younger people, you know? So I'm not surprised that you had such generosity from all the people that you asked to come speak with you because people want to talk about their experiences. I'm just really grateful that all of them were like, hmm, I'm going to tell you about the tough stuff or the great stuff or all the in-between stuff. And it was great. And that's that's been a blessing of sorts lately. Uh, we've We've drawn back the curtain on so many different things in music, in society, uh, in culture, and in a twisted sort of fate, it seems like historically speaking, that is part of the necessary process to make progress, to discuss openly the good, the bad, and the ugly. So thanks to all your guests for speaking candidly, which we got. So Sam, now that we're talking, we, you know, did a a good discussion on the things that we learned and the things that we got out of it, which is great. I'm glad that you got something out of it too. Cause I, you're the one I'm trying to impress at the end of the day. Let's be real. So back to my list of questions that is very important. What were some of your favorite pod moments or some of your favorite advice? I loved Kathy's advice to just not be afraid to make stuff. I loved Margot's and I think other people loved Margot's advice to you know, to remind ourselves that we are enough uh, in this life. You know, another one of my favorite moments was La Divina, Karen Slack. She is such a shining example of someone, an artist, uh, an all-encompassing artist who just continues to remake herself, right? She has been a perf- uh, a performer. She's done the rat race of, of, uh, of young singers and everything that, you know, comes with that, trying to break into the industry. She's now going into mentorship and arts administration and artistic advising leading to to pass on all her incredible experience and knowledge so not only is she continuing to be a shining beacon of artistry and um, inspiration in that way but she's giving back and she's adapted with the times during covid she's been so entrepreneurial in spirit she the person is so inspirational that's was Definitely one of my favorite moments of the pod. Not to mention, there's just so much fun. To she is like the human embodiment of like sparkles. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. Like every time I think of Karen Slack, like I think of champagne and like just so much energy, so much life, so much joy for what she does. And like, because of that, you know, you were talking about her adaptability and her just going all in on all the aspects of the career, not just the performance part. And she's just a star in all of them. And I just, to me, she's just like, she really is just like a sparkly star in front of me all the time. Karen, if you're listening, you are the champagne of CSI. We're going to we're going to open a winery and we're going to have CSI wine. We'll come up with a better name and we're going to name our champagne La Divina. Yeah. So there were 
there were so many moments of, of awesomeness like that. It was also great. Now, now I'm rolling, you know, now I'm thinking of everybody and bowing down at their feet. I, I love and worship at the feet of Linda McAllister, one of our board members and the executive director of Schmidt Vocal Arts for all of her work. You know, she's really cultivating the next generation and that that proverbial pipeline, right? Through her work with Schmidt and at, at the high school level and all of the um, educational opportunities they provide, all of the exposure opportunities they provide, the performance opportunities they provide through competitions and masterclasses. And so when we all up here in the, you know, in the industry are bemoaning the state of things now and, you know, calling out the pipeline, the, the, the early years for being, you know, partially at fault or at least part of the system that needs to be reformed if we want to, you know, witness change at the professional level is Linda's doing that work. She's fixing it. She's cleaning it up. She's making it more equitable. She is uh, providing new experiences to all involved. So like, I can't say enough about her. I'm thinking back to the very first episode with David Paul. And I was so nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, I have to talk to this person that like I admire and who's an amazing director. And I haven't talked to him in a while. And it's for a podcast. Like, how is this going to go? You know, what is a podcast? And I had just moved into my apartment. I had no furniture or anything. I only had internet and my laptop and air mattress. <laughs> and a bottle of scotch. Yes. The important things. And I am just so grateful to like, you know, the folks who have been so ready to just step in and say, yes, I'm here to talk to you about my experiences. And every single person that we've, that I've had on the pod has shown in their own beautiful way. And it's left an indelible mark on my heart. Yay. Now, now, uh, now what, where do we go I from peaked. here? That's it. Every season is going to be a disappointment after this. Peak podcast. <laughs> it was definitely a peak fifth season that no one saw coming. How about that? That's very true. Mm -hmm. That's very true. We're going to get to that in just a moment. So Sam, this really is just a survey and I'm mostly looking for validation here, but what do you, what did I do? Well, I'm just kidding. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Um, what do you like? What do you think just listening to the pod was like, you were like, this is great. And I'd love to see more of that. Or maybe, you know, moving forward, like it'd be great if there was this. I think more more of the same is um, is awesome because there probably will never be too much of hearing from amazing people and their experiences and their stories. I'd love to get more involvement from listeners and you know this was available this season but we were growing the thing. So folks if you're listening, I think it would be awesome to hear from you much more often. Drop us a note, let us know what's on your mind if you have questions, if you have ideas for specific guests that you'd like to hear from. I think that's the one thing that I'd love to see happen in future seasons is is we can, you know, sort of boost the interactivity of this uh, podcast. And, you know, if, if people have like, I don't know, we could get nerdy. Like if people have repertoire questions, if people have questions for a guest they know is coming up in advance, like, come on, like, let's open up those doors. But yeah, no, I'm like, Sam, I know you and I've talked a lot about this and I feel like season five has really kicked this into high gear is the interactivity of CSI and us really like wanting the people who, who follow us and who work with us and who consume what we put out there. Like this is a fam. 
And I mean this like no BS. We want to hear from you. So if you have thoughts, ideas, questions, concerns, comments, any of those things, like we're always here. Yeah, send us a carrier pigeon. Our, <laughs> our emails are on the website. You know. Oh yeah, e email. We yeah, those are carrier. Those are twenty first century carrier cool. pigeons. <laughs> um, no, but like, you know, Sam and I are just hanging out, coming up with these ideas ourselves, and I think kind of like song and kind of like food, the more options, seasonings, ideas, spices, chords, things that you have, like it's just gonna be better. Oh my gosh. I'm not saying throw well, your whole spice cabinet into the next soup that you make, but like the more options you have, the more types of soup you can make. This this is a podcast, but Laura and I are on a Zoom and my head is in my hands. <laughs> but thank you so much for that, Laura. This really has come full circle because do you remember, I don't know if, again, I don't know if this made it into the episode, but the very first episode of the podcast was you and me and I was eating potato leek soup and you brought up that story, that story of the mice who ate the food. Oh, yeah. Well, your potato leek soup definitely did make it into the episode. Bless you for remember. that. Oh, it did. It did. Yep. So... Bright, shiny future for season two of the, of the pod. Even more food analogies. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Okay. So that was excellent feedback. Thank you. This was like the, the two minute survey at the end of the, at the end of the client service phone call. <laughs> you be, oh, no. Would you be willing to hang on for a brief two minute survey? No, too late. You're a captive <laughs> audience. I did it anyway. That's right. Um, the last thing is um, just a general season recap of like what this season was. What, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like Still trying to process. Yeah. And this is kind of, we haven't done like a formal debrief on the, on the season yet. And I feel like, I don't know, I guess maybe now's the time and everyone can just listen. <laughs> a, a, a public autopsy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was good. Basically, I mean, if I had one word to describe the season that we didn't see coming, it we went global. We went global with the repertoire, which is most important. We went global with our artists. We went global with um, the the communities that we reached, uh, thanks to these new digital formats, which was exciting, but also exhausting to sort of, you know, we built the plane as we were flying it this season, um, as did everybody. Um, but that's where we were at. And, you know, I'm pretty proud of what we ended up with, given that we all had to turn on a dime and come up with something. It was great. We explored so much incredible repertoire that so much of it this season was sourced and collaborated on with the, with the artists that were part of our concerts, which um, is sometimes the case, sometimes not. But really, given how decentralized everything was with everybody just sort of recording where and when they could, it was so collaborative in terms of what people wanted to bring to the table, you know, within the structures of our classic CSI thematic programming, which we're very proud of and which, you know, everybody got behind. But everybody pitched in on ideas for how to build these programs out. And it was so cool. So I'm proud of that. I think we had a, I think we in real time had a really experimental season and there was no other way around it. It forced us to grow. There was a lot of growth. And I just, I also think it's important for people because we had a conversation with someone fairly recently who was like, wow, is it just y'all two that do this? And yeah, yes, yeah. like, I think it's important for the people to know that yes, it's just us two. 
but it brings me back kind of to what Kathy Kelly was saying, where like you have to, if you're going to be an arts leader, you have to be okay with failing publicly. But you've always been like, it's not working. We'll move on and find something else. You've been so adaptable and just like open to open to things being flexible and changing. And so many amazing things. I, I think so many amazing things came out of this season. Well, I'm, I mean, it's, it's easy. It's not always the same level of easy, but if, if I stick with this guiding advice that I received when I was first starting CSI from a family friend who was literally helping me organize the company and, you know, we were organizing it as a nonprofit organization. And this family friend of mine said, now, remember, Sam, this is an interesting thing to keep in mind. You're about to found a nonprofit organization. So unlike a for-profit company or many other companies, she said, a nonprofit organization, this is not yours. This is everybody's. So this Cincinnati Song Initiative will belong, if you even want to use a word that strong, to everybody. Everybody involved on the inside, everybody receiving what we put out there. I mean, a nonprofit organization is everybody's. And so, you know, with that guiding advice, if we try something and it doesn't get a response, first of all, we shouldn't be doing that if it's not reaching people in the right ways or landing in the right way. Second of all, we shouldn't, you know, from the inside, we shouldn't continue to put effort into that, right? As a, as a small organization with a small staff, like you outed us for being, you know, it's, uh, with limited resources like that, we have to be very targeted. The flip side of that is that it's easy to pivot, which we found out during the pandemic, right? And we were we were powwowing at the beginning of the pandemic with a lot of smaller arts organizations, lots of other song companies around the country. And we we're all like, guys, we're able to like change on a dime here compared to some of the other companies out there. So anyway, learned lots, throw a lot of stuff at the wall. Luckily enough stuck. And I think we put some good stuff out there you mentioned this the other day when we were in a meeting about this whole, like, it's not yours, it's everyone's. And I had never heard you say that before. And I didn't know that that was like your guiding sort of guiding principle of this whole thing, but that was very profound to me. And like, it's kind of one of those TikTok videos where it was like, I was today years old when, like I was today years old when I realized that CSI doesn't belong to you. It doesn't belong to me. It belongs to everybody else. And Andrew said something, my husband said something similar when I was first starting out with the podcast and like interviewing people. He's like, Laura, it's not about you. It's the people you interview. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? It's not about me. Take that back right yeah. now. You take that back. <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those profoundly humbling moments when you realize it's not about you or me. It's about them. It's about the people that CSI can serve, the people that CSI can engage. Like it's all about them. Yeah. It's all about, it's all about connecting people and telling good stories that hopefully are reflective of the world that we live in. So we'll just, we'll just cut right to the Listen, when I found that music on Anchor, I was like, this is it. This is the one. I was very excited. Well, because remember, we were originally going to have you doing Vitmo. Oh, my God. <laughs> how how stuffy and amateur was that? Well, I don't know, because it was like the most buoyant, like exciting art song intro I could think of. 
anyway, you found some good theme music. Better, better that than uh, me bopping away at Vidmung on my, you know, plastic keys on my keyboard during quarantines at home. It was rough. We found a better option. It was not theme song quality. We did not want that at uh well, at that point, like when we were, you know, first starting to talk about the podcast, we thought it was going to be very like classical music, art song heavy and not so like story and personality driven. Yeah. And I can't believe we were ever thinking along those lines now in retrospect. Listen, we adapt and grow. We give the people what they want. We're just celebrating a great end to the tour to the first season of thank you, everybody, for listening to season one of Song Cycle. We'll definitely be back for season two in a couple months. Probably September. Probably September, at which point, right on the heels of that, we'll be looking forward to a return to our live and in-person main stage concerts in October um, with season six, live and in-person. So you can stay up to date with us on everything um, by joining the CSI digital platform where where all of our performances live and all sorts of exclusive content for the digital platform lives. So it's a great space to connect and um, get all the song content you could ever want. So check us out on the web, CincinnatiSongInitiative.org. Sign up for digital, come see our concerts in Cincinnati, come hang with us, let us know what you think. Send Laura voice memos for the podcast, carrier pigeons, snail mail, whatever have you. Sam, I think now would be a really good opportunity to informally slash formally announce CSI summer venture with Spotify. All right. So we're going to, we're going to start a CSI Spotify playlist, which is going to be awesome. Are we going to update it monthly? Yes. So it'll be the first of every month. Cool. First of every month, we're going to have a Spotify playlist that's refreshed for all y'all. And we will have it curated by special guests who are just going to put and and share with us, you know, what's living in their heads rent-free lately and what we're thinking and feeling. And it doesn't have to be classical art song per se. Our first one is definitely not classical. There's going to be... There's going to be some Florence on the Machine and Radiohead on there, so... Yes, and yeah, we totally totally crowdsourced it. So uh, subscribe to that on Spotify. What, do we have a profile on Spotify? The first playlist goes live on July 1st. And um, yeah, so it's going to be curated by celebrity guests. Um, it will. We're also going to do um, special thematic ones regarding, you know, upcoming concerts we have um, or particular uh, composers that we're thinking about or poets or um, singers, stuff like that. So we have a whole, a whole list of lists in our brain. <laughs> okay, nailed it. Perfect. I'm hanging my head in shame. All right, everybody subscribe. We're going to leave it at that. Smash that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Smash that like, smash that subscribe. Thank you all for sticking with us. It's been a great season with each and every one of you. And um, we can't wait to see you on the other side. And until then, keep singing, keep playing. And in the words of Kathy, go make something. Thank you so much for joining us for the first full season of Song Cycle. I know I've said this before, but this has been a dream come true for me, to be able to give people a platform in which to share their stories. I want to take just a moment to give my deepest and most heartfelt thanks to a few folks who have made this podcast possible, 
to my wonderful guests for trusting me with your stories. To our amazing listeners and supporters, you are the reason CSI exists. And finally, to Sam for giving me the chance to take on my own project and for being an incredible steward of this fantastic organization. And that's a season one wrap for us. We'll see you back here for season two in September. If you're wondering what you'll do until then, be sure to check out our new Spotify playlist. And as always, you can find out more at cincinnatisonginitiative.org and follow us on all the usual socials. Until next time, just keep singing, y'all. <laughs>